June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. news tonight. A key FDA panel says the Moderna vaccine is safe, giving new hope during this holiday season as the U.S. once again sets a deadly record. More than 3,000 Americans die from coronavirus in a single day. Ambulances in California waiting up to seven hours as hospitals across the country run out of ICU beds. In Tennessee, the state with the highest infection rate. The governor tonight has a warning. This vaccine will not cure foolish decisions tonight moderna ready for delivery and the news that along with pfizer it could mean 50 million americans vaccinated by the end of january what's the difference between the two shots and are there any serious side effects plus why are there millions of pfizer doses sitting in a warehouse with no shipping instructions relief on the way congress drags its feet as americans are desperate for help what we're learning tonight about the size of the check that could be coming your way. Breaking news, Joe Biden's most extensive comments on the investigation into his son, Hunter, will have his interview with Stephen Colbert. Deadly storm, hundreds of car accidents, tens of thousands without power from Virginia to Maine. Grave risk. Government officials say the Russian cyber attack is far worse than expected. And one of the agencies hit is the group that maintains our nuclear weapons. The keys of the kingdom have been taken. And we continue our series, Season of Giving, with the teacher giving the ultimate gift to the school custodian while sharing a lesson in selflessness. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with breaking news. A second vaccine against coronavirus could begin shipping out this weekend after a group of doctors and scientists advising the FDA signed off on it. Now, that decision clears the way for the FDA to officially authorize the new shot for emergency use later tonight or tomorrow, providing millions of additional doses of vaccines to Americans. Now, at the same time, pharmacists say that they've discovered many vials of that Pfizer vaccine are so full that they can get extra doses out of them. The FDA says those extra shots are safe to use, potentially increasing the supply by millions. And it is desperately needed. Tonight, the country has plunged into its darkest period of the pandemic, breaking every horrible record set in a single day since the crisis started. If you think about it, the numbers are simply staggering. More than 3,600 Americans dead, 113,000 in hospitals, and nearly 250,000 people infected. And that's just in 24 hours. The virus is now spreading so fast that cases have more than doubled. That's right, doubled in two months from 8.1 million on October 17th to more than 17 million tonight. Things are now so bad in California that tonight freezer trucks are being turned into morgues and hospitals are completely out of beds. Even as one health official there says the worst is still ahead. We have a lot of new reporting for you and your family tonight. Our team is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is going to lead off our coverage tonight in hard-hit California. Good evening, Jonathan. Good evening, Nora. That Moderna vaccine could be a second shot of hope nationwide, especially here in Southern California, where some people have been stuck in ambulances for up to seven hours as paramedics search for available beds. In a unanimous decision, the FDA panel says the Moderna vaccine is safe and should get emergency authorization. A final sign-off would allow 6 million initial doses to be shipped across the country. Nowhere is the need more urgent than in California, with more than 100,000 new coronavirus cases in just two days. Even more shocking, hospitals in Southern California are now at 0% availability. At Arrowhead Regional Medical Center outside of L.A., the ICU beds are full. Patients are now being treated inside these tents. We're at the point where we no longer could take care of them. You know, we're doing our best. In L.A. County, where one in 80 people is believed to be contagious with COVID, ambulances are waiting hours outside hospitals to unload patients. We've had um, instances where it's been up to six and seven hours. California's mass fatality plan kicking into high gear. The state buying 5,000 body bags and rolling in 60 refrigerated storage units, which will be used as morgues. Today, healthcare workers at LA's Cedars Sinai got their first dose of the Pfizer vaccine as the county pushes to vaccinate 6,000 frontline workers by Christmas. Meanwhile, state leaders nationwide are warning people the vaccine won't cure foolish decisions. It won't cure an attitude of a refusal to wear a mask. Paul and Rose Blackwell dedicated their lives to education and raising their own five children. Paul was a middle school football coach, Rose, a bilingual teacher. They both contracted COVID-19 earlier this month. And when it became clear neither would survive, their hospital beds were put together side by side. And they died holding each other's hand. I've never seen anything like that before. Uh, it's hard to even put into words seeing that. They said, till death do us part. And, um, and that's how that went. 
And there are no words for that kind of pain. FEMA is sending in 80 health care workers to the state of California. And the governor is calling on the Department of Defense to send in hundreds more for backup. Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. And there's more news tonight on the vaccine front. CBS's Errol Barnett was the first to report on those extra doses that have turned up in the vials of Pfizer's vaccine. Tonight, he reports on America's double dose of hope. I'm having trouble going even more than a few minutes today without crying. Doctors at Cleveland's Metro Health Hospital confirmed tonight they are able to vaccinate hundreds more people. After discovering they can extract six doses of the Pfizer vaccine from a single vial rather than the expected five. The manufacturers, they wanted to make sure that each dose was full and there was room for air. Also tonight, the Moderna vaccine may soon become a second weapon against COVID-19. With these new developments, the expectation is that 20 million Americans could receive their first shot by the end of the year. CBS News has learned that at least seven states are receiving fewer doses of the Pfizer vaccine next week than anticipated. And we're working with Pfizer, but they're going to need help from us on their manufacturing. But in a statement, Pfizer disputes that, saying they're not having any production issues. Adding, quote, we have millions more doses sitting in our warehouse and have not received any shipment instructions for additional doses. There are differences between the two vaccines. Pfizer's must be stored at a lower temperature, while Moderna's has a much longer shelf life in a regular fridge. The Moderna, which can be kept in a regular type refrigerator and freezer, that might be more appropriate for, say, nursing homes and rural places. Nursing homes like this one in Lago, Florida, began administering the Pfizer vaccine. 85 residents were vaccinated today. My family, they, they was totally against it. Lieutenant Delmar Henderson changed his mind about vaccination because his immunocompromised 70-year-old father told him it was the right thing to do. My dad always been there for me and my brother. And that's my guy. After receiving the vaccine, he paid his dad a socially distanced visit, the first time they'd seen each other face-to-face in months. How you feel? It went good. I feel good. I got to talk to my doctor, but I'm going I'm to take Back here at Metro Health, they estimate they will have vaccinated roughly 800 people by the end of the day, like the folks you see behind me. All of them have filled out vaccination forms to track when they'll get the follow-up, and they're waiting 15 minutes, tracked by this timer, for any side effects. Doctors emphasize vaccines alone won't end this pandemic. It's people getting vaccinations, Nora, which will make this all a memory. Such an important message. Errol Burnett, thank you. And tonight, at least five deaths are blamed on that mammoth snowstorm that slammed the east. The cleanup could take days in parts of Pennsylvania and upstate New York that got more than three feet of snow. And major cities saw more snow than they'd had in years. Here's CBS's Moalengi. As the winter storm swept through the northeast, treacherous road conditions led to at least five deaths. I'm telling you, it is not safe and you shouldn't be out there. In New York, police responded to more than 600 accidents. This deadly pileup in central Pennsylvania Wednesday involved more than 60 vehicles. Last night's storm was just as serious as uh, we anticipated. This Spirit Airlines flight slid off the runway in Maryland, and Binghamton, New York, saw a record 41 inches of snow. Despite concerns over shipment delays, St. Luke's University Health Network in Pennsylvania received their first Pfizer COVID vaccine delivery Thursday morning. It arrived right on time, just like uh, Christmas morning. The gifts were under the tree. 
Restaurants already paralyzed by the pandemic are now getting pummeled by the weather. Since indoor dining closed in New York City Monday, Queens restaurant owner Alexios Papakastas says he's only sold three orders of soup. Without outdoor dining, because uh, due to the snow, there is no business. But who says remote learning means no snow days? These kids knew exactly what to do when weather cut short their online classes. This is the best day. They're just playing. They're doing what kids should do. Well, throughout the Northeast tonight and tomorrow, wind chills are expected to dip into the teens, even single digits, potentially creating some very hazardous road conditions. And in those areas that saw two to four feet of snow this storm, well, it's likely at least some of that will stick around for a white Christmas, if you're into that sort of thing, Nora. Oh, I am. Thank you, Moalengi. Tonight, congressional leaders insist they're close to a deal for pandemic relief, and we're getting new details on the next round of stimulus checks that could soon be going out to millions of Americans. CBS's Nancy Cordes is on Capitol Hill tonight. Nancy, good evening. Nor the Treasury Department tells us that as soon as Congress passes this bill, the first stimulus checks could go out within a couple of weeks. But tonight, negotiators are still haggling over the final details, and nothing can happen until that's done. As leaders close in on a relief deal, they admit Congress left Americans hanging for too long. Should have been done months ago. Should have been done. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer says the addition of stimulus checks is a welcome breakthrough. Six to seven hundred dollars per adult, meaning a couple might get fourteen hundred and possibly additional money for each child under 17. Like the first round of checks in the spring, these would likely go out to individuals making less than seventy five thousand dollars a year or couples making less than one hundred fifty thousand. Once you give that money to families who are in dire distress, they're going to spend it. And when they spend it, that will help the economy. Just last week, 885,000 people filed for unemployment for the first time, the most since early September. The bill will include about $300 a week in federal unemployment benefits for the next four months. Definitely it will help because anything is more than what we're getting now. Julie Antoine has been a travel agent for 35 years. Now she's out of work, and her state jobless benefits only cover electricity, water, food, and Wi-Fi. Florida maxes you at $275 a week. That is it maximum, $1,100 a month. You can't even pay rent for $1,100 a month. As the talks drag on, senators are being told to stick around for votes this weekend on the COVID relief bill. But... That's going to be a big problem, Nora, because this is taking so long. We're now looking at the prospect of a short-term government shutdown over the weekend until the bill gets passed. Nancy Cordes on Capitol Hill tonight. Thank you, Nancy. Tonight, President-elect Biden is defending his son Hunter amid an investigation into the younger Biden's taxes. The president-elect and Dr. Jill Biden sat down with CBS's Stephen Colbert for an exclusive interview. We have great confidence in our son. Uh, I am not concerned about any accusations been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play. But uh, look, it is what it is. And uh, he's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know. I mean, in pure intellectual capacity. Um, and, uh, and as long as he's good, we're good. 
Um, and As a father, I understand that, and, and, and I, I admire that. But I mean, in terms of your job as president, can you reach across to the aisle to people who will be using this as an attack on you when it is such a personal attack because it's about family? But if it benefits the country, yes, I really mean it. Well, you can see more of the interview with President-elect Biden and Dr. Joe Biden tonight on A Late Show with Stephen Colbert. All right. Tonight, the U.S. is under cyber attack as federal officials warn that a likely Russian-based hack has penetrated deep into U.S. national security infrastructure. The breach is widespread and there are growing concerns tonight about what may come next. CBS's Catherine Herridge has the very latest reporting. A stark warning tonight as hackers thought to be linked to Russian intelligence are now feared to be deep inside American infrastructure networks across the U.S. government and including the nation's top nuclear laboratory. U.S. officials called the hack a grave risk. This is an attack on the United States. It's an attack on our infrastructure, our government, our private sector. CBS News has learned evidence of the hack has been detected at the Department of Energy, which maintains the nation's nuclear weapons stockpile and operates the Los Alamos National Lab in New Mexico. It's unclear what, if any, damage has been done. While Vladimir Putin's government denies responsibility, the evidence continues to mount. The keys of the kingdom have have been taken. This hack gave a foreign adversary the capability to destroy government networks or turn off critical infrastructure. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not as easy as flipping a light switch, um, but they absolutely did have access into many sensitive infrastructure sites. The hackers made their move as early as March, breaking into SolarWinds, a Texas-based software company that serves government agencies and many Fortune 500 companies. But officials now say the hackers also used other methods to breach the networks, making the hack even wider in scope. We have to imagine that they're everywhere. Short time ago, the Department of Energy issued a statement saying investigators have identified malware on its business networks, but so far there's no evidence the hack impacted nuclear weapons security. Nora? Catherine Herridge, thank you. Tonight, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is promising changes and better training for police after video was broadcast by WBBM and CBS News showing a dozen officers raiding the wrong home and handcuffing a naked, innocent woman. Well, this week, Mayor Lightfoot apologized to the woman, Anjanette Young, but the mayor also admits she was told about the case over a year ago. The city tried to prevent the video from being broadcast, but lost in court. We don't know which teams are headed to the Super Bowl, but a group of vaccinated health care workers could be in the stands as special guests of the NFL. Commissioner Roger Goodell says he wants to honor and thank the workers and promote the importance of vaccinations. You can watch the Super Bowl February 7th right here on CBS. Teachers are some of our best role models, and the best lessons are often set by example. CBS's Chip Reed continues our series, Season of Giving. Brooklyn, what is two times seven? Third grade teacher Aaron Durga's dad, also a teacher, once gave her a piece of advice. Befriend the school custodians because they are the heart of the school. But when custodian Pat Mertens needed something, it wasn't a heart. It was a kidney. Too proud to ask for help on his own, his daughter took to Facebook, pleading for someone to donate one and help save a life. How did you react to that news? I turned to my husband, who was sitting in the chair next to me, and I said, Pat needs a kidney. It needs to be O-type blood. 
and I think it's going to be me. She was right. It's official. Durga was a match. <gasps> oh, my God. There were tears and there were hugs and it was beautiful. I'm sure you've said it before, but what would you like to say to Aaron right now? Oh, Aaron, <laughs> I don't know how, how, how I can ever thank you. Aaron, do you need a lot of thanks? No, I, <laughs> I feel somewhat embarrassed almost every time he says it. <laughs> the July transplant was a success and both were well enough to return to work in August. Would it be fair to say that she gave you your life back? Almost oh, definitely. Yes, she did. <laughs> and there's no greater gift than that. Chip Reed, CBS News. What an incredible gift. All right, on tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman's on the road in a mysterious fairy garden where the magic is real and truly inspiring. You do not want to miss this one. So if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. And a happy final night of Hanukkah. Good night. Hey, everybody. John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show. It's going to be coming out every Thursday. So exciting. You'll, you'll be saying to yourself, TGIT. Thank God it's Thursday. We're going to be talking about all the things that hopefully obsess you in the same way that they obsess me. The election, economics, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. And I know that I listed that fourth, but in importance, it's probably second. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? I mean, talk about innovative. Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist, Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.